listening to this inspiring message by Paul Van Essen at Greater Life Church. For more information about us, do visit our website www.greaterlife.org.uk. This is the mission from God message. Did you, did you see the little video clip we did? You've got a mission from God. Everyone say, I'm on a mission from God. So that first little bit I just talked to you about now, what we're doing, that all ties in with this. We're on a mission from God. So here's a few notes, right? You're on a mission from God. Let's go to this first slide. If you've got a Bible, great. If you want to take a photo, great. If you want me to email it to you in PowerPoint, we can do that. But here's what the essence of the Christian life is. You're on a mission from God. Matthew 28, Jesus said this, Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. His last words, according to Matthew. What are we supposed to do? Go. Everyone say go. Go into all the world. That was pathetic. Go into all the world and make disciples. That's me. That's what you do. That's the call. You say, well, I'm not sure how to do that. That's all right. That's why I'm here. I can help you. I'm not sure how to play C major. I'm not sure how to play. I can help you with that. If you want to learn guitar, Sam will help you. If you want to learn DJing, Leaf Gear will help you. But if you want to learn how to follow God and be effective for God, I can help you with that. That's my call. So that's what he said. Now, as soon as the church, us as Christians, stray from what Jesus said, it makes sense that that's not a very smart thing to do. And so we constantly need a reminder of, hey, what are we doing here? What are we on this planet for? Maybe you're 25, maybe you're 45, maybe you're 95. Doesn't matter. You've got life to live. You've got today. Thank God for that much. And Jesus, is, these words echo through eternity. And one day, if you go up to heaven and you meet him, and, and, uh, and, and you will, and just, if you meet him before me, just tell him I'm coming soon. And he'll say, he, he, he will use these kinds of words. So for, there'll be lots of Christians, bless their hearts, that never did that. They never went into the world and made disciples. And he'll probably say, you know, I said that, go into all the world. And it's not, it's not guilty, it's not heavy, but nevertheless, we're still answerable for our, for our lives. Do you see what I'm saying? Am I saying it the right way? I think what a lot of people struggle with in this current generation, and social media hasn't helped with it, is if you say something that is, hey, you could do this better, it's seen as condemnation, putting people down, you know, and it's not that at all. I mean, if I'm raising my kids, and I've raised seven kids to some degree or other, um, there are times when I'll say, it would be, be better if you do this. If I'm playing piano, keyboard and something, and, and I'm training somebody else, if I'm just, you know, well, I won't tell them that they're playing the wrong chord because they might get really angry. Well, you, you must all go home, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, it, nobody's putting you down. We're trying to help. It's like football, you know, when you, when you go and uh, train or rugby or whatever, you've got a coach, he'll say, listen, you, you know, you're really good on your left foot, but your right foot's a bit crappy, you need to work on it. Isn't that what they'd say? And if you couldn't be bothered, oh, he's offended me, well, he'll, you can, you'll be benched and they'll find somebody who is interested in learning how to play properly. It's just how life is, folks. So here we go. That's what we do. We go into all the world. There's another one. Last words from Mark. Go and proclaim the good news. Everyone say, I go and proclaim the good news. Jesus speaking, that's the essence. Like I say, if we start to stray from what Jesus clearly said, 
then we need to just look at our life and say, whoop, let's pull this back in. And this message, as I'm sure you're aware, needs to be heard in the churches all throughout the land. Because our churches are full of really nice people, for the most part. Not all of them, but near most of them. And the ones here certainly are all right. You know, mostly nice people. But nobody much, not enough people, are inspiring them and speaking to them about, hey guys, this is our job. This is our calling. So there are actually Christian people that think, it's more important for me to buy my own home and get a mortgage before I'm 30 than it is to go and proclaim the gospel. And not more important. Good thing to buy a house though. Smart move if you can do it. But if you have to sell out your life to such a degree that there's no time left anymore to serve Jesus, then you want to recalculate. Maybe buy a cheaper house. Maybe take a little longer to get there. Are you with me what I'm saying? Because when you get to heaven, what, what won't be impressive is your five-bedroom mansion that you got in Chiswick, you know, at 1.6 million, and all very nice if that's what you got. But what will be impressive is the 10 or 15 or 20 or 150 or 2,000 lives that all are encouraged or helped or they met Jesus or they got healed or they got a toilet or something because you chose to live for them. Sound good? It's inspiring, isn't it? We're on a mission from God. Let's look at the next one here. Another slide here that says, here's a great passage and you've got to fill your name in here. John 1.6, it's talking about John the Baptist. And it says, there was a person... One version says a man, but you know, there was a person, there's more women than men anyway, right? And mostly women do a better job following Jesus than men anyway. George, we've got to do something about that, but you know, that is the case. There was a person sent from God whose name was Owen. Everyone say it and put your own name on it. There was a person sent from God whose name was Right, cool. Say it out again, this time a bit louder. There was a person sent from God whose name was? That's it. And you need to, if you did that five times every morning and five times every night, as faithfully as you check your uh, Instagram account, you'd be changed. Because that's the truth. You're here sent by God on a mission. And look at Jesus in John 20, 21. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. Do you agree that the Father sent Jesus to us? If you agree with that, then you've got to agree with the other half of the statement. Jesus sent you. You've been sent into the earth. With what? With a mission. What is that mission in essence? Let's go to the last page. I'm only going to take five minutes of your time here. Here it is. You're on a mission from God. Last page. Acts 4.29. This is how they prayed in the early church. When they were persecuted, when they were out in the streets of Staines and the local police said, you are not going to pray for sick people anymore and we're going to take you down to the jail and put you in jail overnight, incarcerate you and, and, or whatever, or you get tomatoes thrown at you like the Salvation Army did famously for many years when one of my heroes, William Booth, and, uh, and Catherine Booth, as much as William, his wife, boy, when they started, do you know the stories of when they started? Boy. I mean, people, people were killed. Pregnant woman, first martyr for the, in the Salvation Army. It was a pregnant woman marching with the Salvationists and they didn't like this Salvation Army brunch, uh, approach of preaching the gospel, which is what they were doing. So they kicked her in the stomach and she, uh, and she died and the baby died. 
That was the first martyr, if I recollect it correctly. Salvation Army. That was not that long ago, folks. William started in the late 1800s in the east end of London, in what was called the East London Mission, Mile End Road, where there's statues up there to him today that Carrie and I went to see. Because I love people like that. They lived for a reason. And that wasn't easy. So when he used to march, old William, he's a Nottingham boy, working class, tough lad. And he'd get his army together and they'd play their music, right? And, uh, and, um, and then they'd march through different places and they were preaching the gospel. Now, they fed the poor, which is a great secondary thing to do, but it was never the primary thing. And if you read William Booth, you'll find out that he has no time for any religion, whatever you call it, where you're going to feed the poor and not preach the gospel. The gospel is what's important. Helping feed the poor and care for people and clothe people is a great thing to do because it gives you credibility with people and shows that you really do care and opens a door for you to preach the gospel to them. And so that's what he did. And one time he was marching, I'll tell this story real quick, they're marching through a particular street, I don't remember when, and of course the crowds didn't like them. In fact, there was another crowd called the Skeleton Army, they're the Salvation Army, whose sole existence, just like Al-Qaeda, their sole existence was to disrupt, upset and ruin the work of the Salvation Army. Now you imagine if you had a bunch of guys here in Staines and they just were, were, had flags of our church and just burning them in public and their whole purpose, they come here, smash the windows, cause trouble, you know, at least we're making a bit of a difference then. You with me? So this is, what, this is in England, not that long ago, marching down the street and they're throwing not just rotten food, but bricks, all their instruments are getting dinged and dented, and then at the end of their march, as it's all happening, they're all, you know, people have got blood coming off their faces, and Booth is there, and, and they wanted, somebody wanted to take a photo, and they say, oh, no, 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 don't take a photo, like, we're all dirty, our uniforms are wrecked, we've got blood. Booth said, that's exactly when you take a photo, because <laughs> that, that was him. He was on a mission, you see? Change the world. We you are called to change the world you don't have to be William Booth or Catherine Booth but you do have to be Lawrence Yamua sent from God that's what you have to be well not you you don't want to be Lawrence Yamua sent from God no. I mean they're good at that <laughs> 2 Corinthians 5 15 here's the last bit we're closing he died for all what did he do he died for everybody so that those who live should live no longer for themselves but for him who died for them and rose again. Very simple statement, one verse. I've given you six passages this morning from the Bible in about 10 minutes. I did pretty good. But then I did throw in the other bit for nothing. And, and what a statement, you know? That's in the Word of God. He died for us. He gave His life, not just on the cross, but every day of His life, He was tempted, like you're tempted, and said no. He needed to be in the presence of God. He regularly went and prayed and got God's power and God's anointing on him when he didn't feel like praying because he was in a flesh body like we are. Didn't feel like it, but he overcame those things. He did all those things every day of his life and then the cross. So what? To, so to, to reconnect you with God. That's the whole purpose. And he said he died for us, so we shouldn't live for ourselves. We should live for him. And if there's anything that's burning in my heart and I feel like our church and any church I have anything to do with, it's let's live for Jesus. 
really. In everything you do, when you see a lost person, when you phone somebody in the family, when you, when you make decisions that you're going to talk to somebody on Instagram or not talk to somebody on Instagram because it's wasting your time. And you don't have that much time because there's a whole lot of people you, need, you can bring. But let's, there's so many aspects to that. But I'm out of time for this morning. He died for us so that all of us who now live should live not for ourselves but for him. And the purpose is bring the gospel. Did I see that preached there? I don't know if I even said that. Lord, enable us to speak your word boldly and that signs and wonders. That's when they were persecuted. That's where I got onto William Booth. They were persecuted like that. And they came back and they said, God, here's what we want. Protect us from the pain. Lord, I'm believing for a new car. I don't mind if you have a new car. But when those things all are stacked up high on the list and that God anoint us to speak your word boldly, even though we're getting persecuted, doesn't rate very highly on our prayer list, then we've just shifted away from what the New Testament church was and we need to come on back. You with me? What a way to pray. God, Lord, enable us to speak your word boldly and signs and wonders will be done. They will follow in the name of Jesus. Let's stand together. Father, I pray. I thank you for these people. I thank you for a very special Sunday service. I thank you that every time we meet together, it's awesome. I thank you that every person in this building and many others watching by Facebook and others whose hearts are with us, they're awesome. I pray, Father, that you touch our hearts. I pray you reach into our souls today and stir us up and remind us that there's a message, a calling that we've been sent from God on a mission and that every day you would equip us and anoint us and remind us that we're on that mission, Lord, and that you would anoint us to speak your word boldly. I want everyone to pray that. Say, Father, anoint me and enable me to speak word boldly and to live like a person sent from God. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You're so awesome. Give the Lord a great hand of praise. He's awesome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making the time. Thank you for your hunger for God. Thank you to the band for playing. Chrissy for doing a great job with hospitality. So love one another. Have a brilliant week and enjoy your loo rolls. And we'll see you online Wednesday, Thursday or next Sunday. God bless. Thanks very much, everyone.